I think we realize is if you've listened to anything that we've said before, the importance of prayer and God help us each one. I don't want to just say it and have it not be something that's right. reality in my life. God help me too. But I think, you know, a word of just practical kind of advice is going to be helpful and profitable. So we're thinking about what is a profitable prayer meeting? You know, how can we have a profitable prayer meeting? And I wanted to start by telling you a story about Jeremiah Lanfear. Now, Jeremiah Lanfear was a businessman in New York City in the 1800s, 1850s, uh, late 1850s. <clears throat> and at that point, churches were kind of falling apart. People were leaving churches. Some of the more um, upper class, middle upper class people were kind of moving out to better areas of the city. So churches were just dwindling in numbers, becoming more and more vacant. And this Presbyterian church uh, employed Jeremiah Lanthier mm. to come and help them revive the church in some sense or just get people to attend it again. And in so he would pass out tracks. He would visit local businesses. Wow. He invited kids to Sunday school. He, uh, he even went to hotels and encouraged the guests <laughs> at the hotels to, hey, if you're here, wow. come to church over here. And that's some. So he did all that. But he said he found that he his most profitable time spent was in the place of prayer. He said all the other things could leave. This is the most profitable time. So God started to lay in his heart the idea of having a prayer meeting for businessmen that would take advantage of that hour's worth of time around lunch. So he had a, a, a this little handbill printed up, a little flyer he could pass out. And on it, it read Wednesday prayer meeting from 12 to one o'clock. Stop for five, 10 or 20 minutes or the whole time as your time admits. So on September 23rd, 1857, he set up a signboard in front of the church and no one came. Isn't that exciting? No one came to the appointed room. <laughs> I've never had that happen, yeah. brother. <laughs> so Jeremiah Lanthier, he prays by himself for 30 minutes. Wow. And at 1230, another man joins him. And then man. four more by the end of the hour. The next week, it's it's been said that there were 20 men. Then the following week, there was 40 men. In October, the prayer meetings became daily instead of just once a week. Wow. Uh, it was Wednesdays before now every day. And in January 1858, a second room had to be used simultaneously because it couldn't fit them all in the same room. Then by February, they needed a third room. By then, as many as 20 noon prayer meetings were being held elsewhere in the city. Amen. And in, in mid-March, uh, there was this Burton's Theater. It was capable of holding 3,000 people. That was crowded for prayer meetings. And by the end of March, every downtown New York church and public hall was filled to capacity wow. and 10,000 men were gathering daily for prayer. Wow. Now, on that day, um, I think the population of New York City was 800,000, which is hard to believe, but that's what it was in that day. But nevertheless, here, one man started to just have a prayer meeting with something so practical as stopping 5, 10, 20 minutes, however much time you got, and then look what God had done. So that's what we hope to do is say, what are some practical things that we could do to have a profitable prayer meeting? Amen. And so I would first say a question that we need to ask is, what type of people do we have to work with right now? Who, what, are they experienced people? Are they people that we need to, you know, start kind of low and slow and, and teach them? That's a, a question we need to answer. Well, I think you need saved people. I know for yes. myself. Um, you must be saved. <laughs> I, you, <laughs> I got saved at secular college. And uh, before I was soundly converted, I read a book by or about John Praying Hyde. And that stirred me. And my intent was good. I didn't I had not heard a clear gospel message was not clearly repentant and born again. And, but I, I read that book and I thought, well, we need to pray. 
we need to pray. And I can remember getting some buddies together and we would pray. And, and, uh, but I also remember one time, you know, I had had a bad day and we were scheduled to have a prayer meeting after supper and I was just in the snit and I just sat there like this, just kind of angry about went things. Up the myth tree, right? I went up the myth tree and I didn't come down and all my oh, man. very kind, nice buddies were just, you know, going around me and they were praying one by one in the circle and it came to me and I just was setting my heels in like this, letting everybody know how miserable I was. What an awful Christian I was. Yeah, even help, though I, Helpful spirit of prayer. Well, there. I tell you what, <laughs> but there was a time I got clearly saved after that. And the Lord began to teach me how to pray. You have to open your mouth and the spirit of God will fill it. Amen. Amen. So, so you got to be saved. Uh, that was one. That was a huge oversight. Thank you, brother. <laughs> well, that's humiliating, brother, but that's all right. But then even, and I, I can't say you can't have unsaved people come to your prayer meetings. They might get saved. They in might the be hungry, yeah. But um, what is their experience level? So we may need to, if we're going to start a prayer meeting, we need, we may need to realize these people haven't hardly prayed. Maybe they only right. pray five minutes a day. So if that's the case, we may need to be a little bit more elementary with how we approach Absolutely. this and a little bit more instructive. Here's how you can pray. And here's how you can pray together. That could be well, the I way we approach a, it. Well, I had a fellow that I knew at Bible college, and I went to Bible college a little, little older. I was about 28. So I was uh, interacting with guys that were, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years younger than me. And one of them came out to my church after I started pastoring and was still going to Bible college. And he said to me, he said, Dave, I... I just got saved. He had a drug background. He was saved from the rough and he was very sincere, had a good testament, but he had no idea how to have devotions. Okay. So I said to him, I said, Derek, why don't you pick three things to pray about? We were over in my church. He was staying there for the day. And I said, you pray for each situation, person, whatever it is for five minutes. I said, I like to walk around when I pray, I'm praying about something else, but there's the <laughs> clock. You pray five minutes here, five minutes for that one, five minutes for that one, and then let me know. And uh, we did that for 15 minutes, and he came up to me. And he said, Dave, you know, I never prayed 15 minutes before, but that wasn't so bad. The Lord yeah. really helped me. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, I went through this uh, training, uh, no place left. Um, okay. And they had this huge online training. It was during the whole COVID thing. So it was like a, I was in a Zoom call, and there's probably about 30 people in there. and they did this time about prayer. And I thought it's like, they're going to teach you how to disciple other people to have a prayer time. But what, what was awesome was we prayed for one hour. Wow. Uh, so Good they were like, okay, one hour prayer time. So we get there. But the, the thing that, that they did was a little bit like what you had said, they broke it up. And I can't remember all of what the categories were, you know, Thanksgiving was part yeah. of it, you know, uh, interceding for certain people, you know, uh, I don't know. It was broken up into all this. And so he would assign in there. Okay. When it's this time, you're going to pray. You're going to lead out in prayer here. You're going to lead out in prayer to... for this. You're going to lead out in prayer for that. And, um, it was something I hadn't really done before. Uh, but it, I could see how it was profitable. And I, I mean, I was blessed by That's it the good. whole time. That's awesome. I was like, look, very exceedingly practical way. And at the end of it, those people were like, wow, I've never prayed for an hour before. And that was the thing. He was like, here's a real practical way Let's to do start it. Somewhere. Yeah, start somewhere. So the other thing too is, okay, if we're going to have a prayer meeting, we've got to meet somewhere. <laughs> right. So where are we going to gather? Uh, one of the thoughts I had was hopefully you're a part of a local body of believers. Hopefully you have a, a place you can say, this is my church home. What all that looks like could be a little bit different in different contexts. But if you aren't, then uh, don't forsake the assembling as a manner of Amen. some is, uh, but to gather all the more as you see the day approaching, right? So 
if you are, ask your pastor if you're one of the, you know, in a more of a traditional church setting, say, hey, can we have permission to Absolutely. gather in the sanctuary or maybe there's a back Sunday Amen. school room or whatever, you know, can you leave the back door open? Can I get a key? Whatever it needs to be, ask your pastor. Maybe, and hopefully he'll be able to do it too, but it's not dependent on whether your pastor can or cannot. Maybe his schedule and yours doesn't work out the same way. So you just can get together with a group of people, see if you can meet inside the church. Amen. Um, I mean, another thing too is, it may just be more beneficial to meet inside your home, you know, if, either way, you know, if I, if I've got an open, you know, I don't know, I, I got a living room, right. <laughs> meet in my home, you know, and oftentimes I found that when you do those kind of things inside of a living room, it feels less sterile. People open up a little bit more because they true. feel a little bit more comfortable about that what's happening. So, uh, you could open your home up, uh, for a place that people could pray. You could pray together in a lunch break, you know, Absolutely. in a car you know, somewhere. It doesn't really matter, but, um, You've got to find a place to gather, obviously, and don't make it harder than it needs to be. Right. Um, right. Even in the scripture, people praying down by the river. <laughs> Just pray without ceasing. And also another thing about frequency. I think sometimes when when we have like a, a zeal about it and we're thinking we've you know, we've got to do a prayer meeting, let's do this, right? And we've got all good intentions in the beginning. Uh, but again, know the group of people that you have with you. You got to build them up. You yeah. got to start where they are and then just develop spiritual muscle with them. Yeah, and definitely. I was thinking even a prayer list. You know, it does not hurt. Just in fact, I still use a prayer list. And uh, you know, there's something about people learning to get stronger in prayer. And sometimes you do that in a, a group setting where you you hear somebody else pray and that inspires you. Yeah, it does. Uh, but even by yourself, you know, you you just start praying and. and just coming into the presence of God. And if you're a Christian, the spirit of God on the inside of you will help you to do that. So, you know, that group setting or even on your own is just keep praying, keep working like anything else. The more you, you practice it, the better you get. I was going to say, uh, I've gone to a prayer. Uh, there's a church that's about 35 minutes away from here and they have, um, one Friday a month, they have, um, yeah. like a half night prayer. And so, you don't have to stay there the whole time. You can come and go as you please, but they're usually there for a good portion of time. Amen. When you walk in, there's like a little folding table and a stack of paper on uh, on top of it. And if you look at it, it's loads, it's list of stuff to pray about or for. That's now, good. you're not limited to it, but at least it's that church is trying to say, here's things that concern us. This is what we need to pray about. So sometimes when you run out of gas or, you know, you, whatever, you just go look through that list and you're like, oh, okay. That's good. That's that's been a blessing. You know, sometimes in prayer, you have a more formal gathering and then you have a more free open gathering. Like sometimes people will get together and everybody prays at once. Yep. And sometimes you have a prayer leader. Um, I think to get started, it helps to have a prayer leader and the others yeah. can join in and, and there's a, you know, a, a blending together of voices, but I, I, I no, I'm not against the other one where everybody cries out, but I, I, I do like that form. I like one person leading and then you know, when they're all prayed out, somebody else can lead. But I, I do think people focus better if one person's voice is above the other people and they all know what they're praying about because they're supposed to agree. Yeah. And the good thing about doing it the way you're saying, too, is when you find somebody that has a real burden over something, yes. it's like they're really burdened. And you may think, I, I mean, like, I kind of know that person right. they're talking about, right. but not really. When you hear them pray. You can just enter into that burden it's huge. with them. And that makes a huge difference. Definitely. That's really good. Um, so yeah, I would say sometimes too, when you, you get together like that, it may be appropriate to have a short little 
devotional thought, something that kind of gets you into the spirit and attitude Absolutely. of prayer, That's good, bro. Some, something to share from the scripture. Maybe you've got, you know, we've talked about it, a little quote from like E.M. Bounds book, uh, something from Andrew Murray, you know, R.A. Torrey, you know, some of these guys that have written on this. So there's another one I have, Quiet Talks and Prayer by uh, A.J. Gordon, I believe. Mm. You know, something like that that just kind of gets you in that spirit of prayer is helpful. It doesn't have to be, but it could be. I think people are intimidated because they hear stories about the old timers that prayed for four hours or five hours and they can't do that. So they don't even try. Yeah. Um, but there is a sense like when you're in the presence of God, God is not necessarily expecting you to open your mouth and talk the whole time. You know, it's not a matter of just like, I don't know what to say to God for four hours, sit in God's presence, worship God. Um, if you're part of a group, you know, there may be breaks or maybe lulls in the prayer time. Have your Bible there. Have a good book on prayer. Um, just have a communion with God. Don't be worried about the time. But if you are having communion, that time will lengthen over time. I heard a story of uh, there's a friend of A.W. Tozer's. I, I want to say this guy was the plumber that he talks about. Okay, yes. But he came to go. They're having a, a time of fasting and prayer and i think it was an all-night prayer yeah and i guess they'd prayed out for a little while and the guy says well i need to go have a tea and he said uh he aw tozer said he looked at all the other deacons and guys that are there and they're all like i can't believe this we're having a time of prayer fasting he's gonna have a tea and he said i love that plumber he said he lived closer to god than most other people i knew and he said he just needed a tea he said he had had freedom freedom with god and just knew that that was going to help him out because then he would go have a tea he come back, and then they just be at it again. Well, I've got a testament. When I was in Bible college, I had two good friends, and we would have half nights of prayer. And what we would do is we'd go into the, the dining hall, and uh, we figured half a night of prayer is four hours. So we take the first hour and a half, and we would pray our little hearts out. We'd take a little break. We'd get some food, just chat, hang out for a little bit, pray another hour and a half, take another break, get some food, get some coffee, and then for that last hour— to make four hours, we just, you know, charged heaven and we prayed up a storm. When we were done, you know, God blessed us, but yeah. we broke up the four hours into the different segments like that. Amen. I was once, uh, I was preaching at a, a, a church uh, out in the Midwest and uh, for revival meetings, so like a week long of meetings. And uh, this uh, person was up seeking in the front. They were seeking to have a holy heart and there was some stuff that God had revealed and they were struggling to surrender. And uh, this other spiritual lady says, so what's it going to take, sister? You know, she said, are, you know, are, are, are you going to get through right now? Or in the, the other lady who's praying, she said, I'm afraid this might be a little bit longer of a battle, whatever. She said, so I think we're going to be here for a little while longer. <laughs> and then the spiritual lady says, okay, that's fine. She says, let me go home, get a blanket and a chocolate milk. I'll be right back. And Isn't then we'll pray together. <laughs> That's that blessed me so much. That's uh, good. But anyway, she was there for the long haul, and um, I wonderful. got a good report afterwards. So good. Thank the Lord for that. Um, also, let people, like you said, let it be an open atmosphere so that people feel like they can freely share. Because if they That's feel good. invested in the time of prayer, they feel like, you know what? I'm really having a struggle with you know this person. I really want them to be saved. Or, I mean, it could be anything. I'm having a struggle at my, at my place of work. I just, I need God's help. If yeah. you if you let that be natural, open, and free, your prayer your prayer time is going to be much more profitable because you're going to be bearing one another's burdens, and they're going to want to come the next time because they just you know you all cared about each other. You know you cared about whatever each other's burdens were, 
able to pray together well i think there's something about when you get together like that that there is the form but there's also the freedom you know yeah. when we've prayed together sometimes you know and had, had some other people there you know we we opened up we had an idea what we were doing we prayed together and then it just seemed like the spirit of god led us to have testimonies or sing a chorus or focus on something else but we've got to you know you got to be sensitive to the lord and and you want to form i guess but you, you don't want to be in bondage yeah i was going to say too something that happens i've been in other places too to kind of give that loose and relaxed atmosphere is there's some spiritual music that's right in the that background helps. that's not distracting i do want to say please don't play um hillsong and some of those other right. bethel whatever i'm good spiritual music hey, okay man. amen amen you can't pray right if you're gonna have that atmosphere all bunked up that's, with that stuff you yes. can't do that all right on to the next thing <laughs> um i also you had talked about that praying out of gas i i've loved that being at your the prayer meetings that you had, you know, just in the beginning, it was like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, everybody just kind of prayed in a concert prayer all together. Yeah. And then after it was like that, where people led, you know, and it just kind of popcorned out that was here good. and there. And that's really been a blessing. Um, allow other people to testify too. sometimes in the middle of the, the praying, like you said, you know, it's not all just like a monologue where you're just praying nonstop for hours, right? You know, in the middle of it, sometimes people, you know, they just share something. God's been talking to me about. So this in his word, and encourages everybody else or maybe somebody says you know you know god's been talking to me about this and you know i i just want to praise the lord could we sing this this chorus of this good. song and i have to tell you sometimes that has elevated the spirit of worship and prayer that's good when you felt kind of drained out and like you were out of gas absolutely it's really helped there amen um amen. yeah let's see we're trying to like you said before we're trying to stretch spiritual muscles so we got to remember that okay um I remember a pastor I had before, uh, he said this about prayer and fasting, but I think this could apply to, uh, you know, a corporate prayer meeting. Yeah. If you just say, we're going to have an hour long prayer meeting, you know, or if you felt like it, we're going to have a two hour long, give it a definitive time okay. that's going to happen. Then people know what to expect. Okay. And they're not like, when is this ever going to end? When is this, you know, it, you'd hope it not be like that, but I just have to say that we're all humans and sometimes we... <laughs> You know, we're tired, things happen, and we're thinking, and we're distracted. If we do that, he said he used to do that for himself when he would pray and fast because he said if he didn't, he found the devil would just continue to batter him, and it would be like, just fast one more day, just fast one more day, just fast one. He said it all of a sudden started to become not a blessing anymore, but a curse, that we don't want that to happen at all. Well, see, the thing is, I think in the, the modern church, there's so little organized prayer. We don't even know how to do it anymore. And, you know, sometimes when people do try to do it and organize it, then it becomes bondage maybe they yeah. you know they're too zealous and it's too long or it's too too whatever too harsh but you know just say we're gonna go an hour and a half and it may not all be prayer but we'll do what we can and people can get stronger as they're doing it and there may come a time where you go longer than that so yeah. you know the goal is not to have a tightly controlled prayer meeting it's to have it expand be a blessing and let other people start one here start it over here it's to you know, that that's what we need right now we need that to grow like it did in 1857. Yeah, I mean, I, you reminded me when I, uh, you had talked about, you know, people that could just make it like a tight bondage kind yeah. of a thing. Uh, Adam Clark in his, um, say something theology, I have this little, it's like a three volume set okay. that's in one book, but he said he had been in one place. He said where this brother didn't have common decency. And he said, we all knelt. He said, let's pray. And he said, you know, that's a spiritual thing. Do you pray? Right. right. 
we all kneeled down and he said, there was nothing to lean against. There was nothing to support yourself on. And he said, that dear brother prayed for 40 minutes nonstop while we were all just in agony trying to, you know, kneel there in the, and it probably wasn't a comfortable area. So it's not unspiritual to think about, Hey, let's get the temperature nice in here. Let's, you know, make this as comfortable as can be so we can do this without being distracted. I think even, even uh, Finney said that about revival meetings. He mm. said, if you can't get the temperature of the church set right and it's uncomfortable, he said, don't bother preaching. Isn't that some <laughs> very practical? Oh, yeah. So that's what we're, how to have a profitable prayer meeting, right? And I should say just in, in, in um, what to expect, that's an important thing for us to think about. We should expect warfare, I think, first and foremost. That's true. We should expect that when we go to pray, it may not be easy to pray. We should expect that as we're trying to pray, you can feel the hot breath of hell, you know, and I'm not saying that you need to have this, you know, oh no, doom and gloom thing, but expect it, expect that it's going to happen. And you know, as you keep obeying the Lord and you keep pressing through that, that will probably break. I know I, we were in a, I was in a church before where that happened and Mm. I want to say it was for like six months, we would get together to pray a handful of us and it was so difficult. I I mean, it took sheer wills power because Mm. the oppression was terrible and it was really hard to pray every time we get together and i remember saying to the pastor you feel that it's so hard to pray he said yes brother but we just pray in faith and he just kept doing it and soon enough six months later that spirit broke and it was such a wonderful time of freedom and prayer but we had to go through a little bit of trouble you know that doesn't sound particularly spiritual but it's very practical and it turns out to be very spiritual because you just persevere in the the line of duty God will bless. You know, yeah. As long as you keep your, your conscience clear, you keep full of God's spirit, just keep pressing away, do the right thing, learn from God, ask God to bless, to teach. It's going to be a blessing. Amen. Now, we don't want to stop in the warfare part, but we also want to expect answered prayer. Amen. And that includes no <laughs> at times, but yeah. also it may be we, we expect answered prayer. We expect, we expect God to... Um, maybe instruct us to pray differently because we're right. not quite praying according to his will. That's all the blessing of being a part of that corporate prayer yes. meeting too. We, we should expect that God's going to reveal points of obedience to each other, maybe even a vision for a local body of believers that they need to focus on. Um, vision should be born unity in amongst everybody that's praying. And uh, we should expect that strongholds are going to come down and that more people are going to join themselves to the prayer meeting. Well, think about Acts 13. It talks about the early church. They were ministering to the Lord, and the Lord set apart, was it Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas yep. to go on a missionary trip. So there was a vision given. You know, God brought them into one place, and they were worshiping the Lord. They were praying. They were seeking God, and God called them out to be missionaries. Amen. Amen. So as you are in your field of labor, wherever that may be, uh, we would just have you to to realize that there is simple, practical things Amen. that could help you to start something if it's not started, can help you to maybe push things along a little further from something you've already started and not to abandon common sense right. um, when God would have us to be people that just think practically through this and say, how can we do this and do it for the long haul? How can this be profitable? So we hope that uh, just these little bit of thoughts that we have shared with you are going to be a help to you and your corner where you are. And may God bless the next prayer meeting that you attend or that you start. Go start one.